Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show contains strong language, adult themes, and some Absolutely massive opinions. This is a Dave original podcast. Welcome back to the Late Night Match podcast. Yes, we've still got one too. With Jeff Norcott and Olga Koch. Beauty is all around you. Time fritters away like blossom in spring. But ignore all that and listen to this. It's horrible out there. For those at the back who weren't listening, in this show we take the biggest culture war battles and play them out in front of your very ears. Will Olga and Jeff find anything they can agree about, or will it all end in tears? Find out immediately. Okay, so it's episode three. Episode three, right, Andy? Right, it's three. And uh, so when we did this before, we was at a room at the Edinburgh Fringe, right? Like a hotel room. And it was hot, but it was quite comfortable. How would you describe where the fuck we are now? I would describe this as a saw trap, my personal <laughs> saw trap. And my personal saw trap is a 1980s Gordon Gecko-esque yes. abandoned conference room with flickering fluorescent lights. And I am stuck against the clock talking to a Tory. To- yeah. <laughs> I-, I didn't realise I was part of the saw trap. That is- <laughs> Can we explain, just in case I'm bringing any older listeners to this, a saw trap. Well, I think I get it contextually, but what there's is the a, Saw trap? There's a, a horror movie franchise called Saw, mm-hmm. and the whole conceit of Saw is that this evil supervillain called Jigsaw yeah. creates individualized traps for people he deems bad, yeah. and then they have to escape against the clock. Okay. So but that, it has to be specifically targeted to you. So what is your nightmare scenario? Mine's not, uh, it's like a multi-story car park, and we've had a really nice day with a family. <laughs> yeah. And we've been at a theme park, perhaps. And uh, but then coming out of the car park is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a huge traffic jam. That and, forever. And Jigsaw tells you you need to get out within thirty minutes or you die. Well, that, that often does happen because my son will go. I need a wee. You go. I asked you. Need a wee. Uh, there the, may be some younger listeners. What's a son? What's a son? <laughs> yeah, there might be some Gen Z. Here's another like a dad saw trap: is that 
my sat nav says 12 minutes away from home. Uh, I get a thing saying your DHL driver is nine minutes away from your property. <sighs> and I and I need that sideboard. I drink a bunch of cold brew coffee and then I'm not allowed to use the toilet. Oh my God. Race against the clock. Listeners, what is your perfect saw trap? Yeah, and, and as harrowing as possible. And yeah. You, you know, including just really dark stuff. You know, because we probably won't be allowed to read it out, but we will enjoy it personally. Yeah, absolutely. And how messed up you are. And the, the winner of the worst one gets free therapy. Where you zoom a shrink and the you don't people don't know this is that they're FaceTiming about 50 people at the same yeah. time and they're just saying, uh-huh. And that must have been really tough for you. Yeah. They always say that. And then after you've done enough counselling, I've done a fair bit, you go, no, it wasn't. I think I'm just moaning now. Like there was, I remember one counselling session where there was a point where I literally was talking about parking and I thought, I think I'm healed. <laughs> I think it's fixed again for a while. I've been in counselling for ages, man. The good thing about counselling, paid moaning, and they, they can't interrupt. Um, let's try stand-up comedy because you can moan and they pay you. My counsellor um, forgot that I had an appointment once. So it's my second ever counselling appointment. And, and it was real because the first one was really hard. So the second one, I had to steal myself for it. I was going through a tough time. I got there, knocked on the door, knocked, knocked away. And rang her up. It's like, Carol, anything all right? She was like, oh, my God. It was supposed to be you today, isn't it? Okay, okay so these abandonment issues then. <laughs> <I'll> just... <laughs> Jeff, mm. should actors be cast based on their lived experiences? Um, Olga, you probably know the whole of my response to this. I want to I wanna hear it. Okay, well, y- y- no. No, not always. Not always. This is a, the thing, right? Let's get down to brass tacks here. Acting is a verb, isn't it? Isn't it? It's a thing you do. You act. And what would, you, what would we define it as being? Pretending to be other people from different experience. Now, this is not to say there wasn't a problem in the past, right? There was, you know? I don't think if they made Gandhi again, they should be played by a white guy. I said it. Yeah, call me woke, whatever. Cancel me. Right-wingers, cancel me. Come for me. I'm ready. But there is that thing where you get an overcorrection to the point. You know the worst guy, right? Tom Hanks. So he plays like Philadelphia, amazing film. And then now he's got what he goes, let me just check how many Oscars I've got. 17 fucking Oscars, 40 million quid. And then he's like, I don't think younger actors should do that. Oh, what you mean the parts that get you the most respect and notoriety? The figures mentioned were completely inaccurate. They were completely, I mean, 17 (laughs) and 40 million. Nine and twenty. Okay. Now he's got more than forty million quid, but but they. Ju- I feel like they're pulling up the ladder on other actors because those are the roles that people tend to remember, right? Those those roles where people absolutely immerse themselves in 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 essentially a different person. I see. I disagree, Jeff. That's Andy for the show. Isn't it? Oh, that's very interesting. I am intrigued by the fact that you think that's the issue because I can, I don't know if I can think of any examples of people who prominently did a thing that they are now outspoken about not doing. Well, the older actors that sort of say, well, you know, like you get in comedy as well, they go, I wouldn't do that joke now. You go, well, your, right. household, your household name one or, or two. So I feel like there's but a bit like of a, ladder pulling up going on I, there. Sure, but that's the same as saying to me, it's like, well, you use the guillotine, so we should as well. It's like there is going to be progress and people are going to stop doing and things will become outdated I mean, I and archaic. Cutting people's heads off and playing gay people, I... I feel like that is... But I just think that that is a very... That's a very flimsy argument against progress to say, well, you did it, so I want to do it. And it's like, well, you mm. guys used arson. Well, what, You, no, you, no, you no, probably so loved I'm, asbestos as a child. I'm going to turn this back. No, a lovely talk, asbestos they're, they're popsicle t- for children. talking from a position of privilege, high privilege, because they've done their acting Why career. are you using buzzwords also, on me? 
Don't mention guillotine unless you're willing to have a discussion about the situations I think we could use it in. Okay. I think Let's that there's, go. there's a couple. They're the most heinous crime. Nonsense and terrorism. But let's get back to the point. <laughs> let's get back to the point uh, about acting. I think... My well, favourite part of that atrocious sentence was, <laughs> I'd say, the half, the half a second yeah. um, hesitation before terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> the looking around yeah, the room, the yeah. sort of the ruffling of the papers. <laughs> Nonsense and terrorism. Um, but I think uh, we've acted. Look, one thing I would say, right, when it comes to like advert, when I was a kid, like I remember the first time I saw a black person in an advert was like 1993. And that is mad, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you think, I bet you any, what annoys me about that is all the people that were working advertising at that time, I bet they thought they were super liberal. Do you know what I mean? They just happened to never cast a non-white person. But so that was really bad. And then you get this other thing now where I, there, there was a really strange example. So James Franco uh, was going to play part of it. Is it Hugo Chavez or fucking? Chucky, no. Pablo Fidel Escobar. Castro. I just literally, the two, I, it's either Hugo Chavez or Pablo Escobar. I think it's Castro. <laughs> yeah, can you? Fucking hell, I'm so, do you know, like sometimes people go, oh, sometimes he just puts on the part of this knuckleheaded thing. I don't think I'm like that all the time, but it's like a weather system that comes in. You know, like when you're on an island and it goes cloudy? Yeah. I just become like fucking Joey Tribbiani. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after a brief break uh, where Andy singularly failed to get the Wi-Fi password and Olga sorted it, it is... Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro. All right, so he's saying he shouldn't play him because he's not Cuban. Yes. Cuban? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just checking you knew. Yeah, he's from Cuba. Yeah, I so knew he was from Cuba. Um, and, but then the guy, one of these guys criticising him was pointed out, I don't know the geezer's name, but it was pointed out that he played uh, uh, Mario, Super Mario, who's Italian, and he wasn't, a, he wasn't Italian. So his argument just fell apart, Olga. Just fell apart. Chris Pratt is playing Mario. James Franco isn't playing Mario. No, no, the guy that criticised him had previously played Mario, the plumber from the games. And they said, right. so he, he's played an Italian and he's not, and he's not a plumber. So I think that proves everything I was saying. Mario's not a real person. Fidel Castro was a real person. That's besides the point. Okay, well, is he... Okay, is Mario... Question, is Mario Italian or is this just a potentially American person doing an offensive Italian accent? Well, I... Can we contact Nintendo? So I guess what I'm saying is a bit of hypocrisy. That's what I'm saying. There is... I I think this is something, and you might not believe me, dear listener, um, that Jeff brought up before this recording, but there is nuance. (sighs) Go ahead. I think there's a lot of nuance whether in terms of playing a foreign character and whether that foreign character, foreign character's nationality is integral to the character. Mm. And I think a lot of the time I hear that the argument is like if you're doing, let's say, um, I don't know, a movie about civil rights, it's important to understand that and mm. the weight of what, what it is that you're doing. Equally, I think that there's, when it comes to nationality specifically, there's a lot of crossover and people don't really care. Like about mm. in the Chernobyl series, all the actors were British. No one was talking about how you should cast Ukrainians because they understand, right? I think you make a really good point about the civil rights thing because I think this has actually come up. So if you were to have somebody playing Malcolm X, but they cast a black British actor. Which they have. They've have had, they? they had, um, sorry, uh, it was Daniel Kaluuya who got an Oscar for playing a civil rights leader. And Daniel Kaluuya is a Briti- uh, British. Okay, Andy, can you just edit this back in? So you know when they had that film where Daniel... 
Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya was a black British guy who played a civil American civil rights leader and got uh, probably my favorite performance of all time. Okay, because it's like there yeah. isn't a consensus about it because I I think I I recall. Spike Lee, who's a black American director, criticizing mm. such casting, saying those should be going to black American actors because they understand that experience. So I don't think that mm. there is a consensus around this. I think there is a consensus about not playing trans race because that's. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think a, we've, we, that I, is a I'm black and white issue. I, th- I think that there's just no need to get into that area. Yeah. If, if the makeup that you're putting on your face is like, you know, in Friends where Ross. Uh, goes in the sunbed and he first he's an eight and a sixteen and he's a thirty two. Do you remember? Yes. That? Yeah. I don't think you should even get to a sixteen. The amount of times you reference friends makes you sound like a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it. I don't know why I said that in Australian accent. I do love it. I do love it. It's such a great um, show. So changing race, we agree, is bad. That's a no. And yeah. I think we don't even need to explain it. That's yeah, just yeah. Wrong. Race, but nationality, I'm open to. And nationality, I think that it's a case by case basis, and I think there is no such consensus in the film mm. industry because there are people playing across all the time. One thing that was interesting, right? So, so when Tom Hanks sort of said, I, w- I wouldn't play the gay character I played in Philadelphia, which kind of like really changed people's views about HIV and about gay people. You know, it's, it's really weird to hear someone sort of not shit on it, but be revisionist. But he didn't apply that to Forrest Gump, right? I think when it comes to issues of underrepresented actors having parts taken away from them. That's the issue. It's Mm. like part of it is you shouldn't be displaying their experiences. But another part of it is you are not offering uh, parts of disabled characters to disabled actors. You're Mm. offering them to able-bodied people. And and it doesn't work the other way around. You're not offering able-bodied parts to disabled actors. And Mm. that happens with gay people. That happens with trans people. This happens with lots of... So there, there there will be a role and it will... Theoretically, it will be a disabled character and then they will go to an able-bodied actor, which doesn't feel fair when there are no opportunities for disabled actors, period, when there are disabled roles. Does that make sense? It does make a bit of sense. I mean, I think that, I suppose it's about the casting process. If someone just comes in and smacks it out of the park and like, that, the film would be its best with that person doing that thing. Because, like, when you act, well, you know what we love? Like, the things that win Oscars are when people transform, darling, isn't it? You know what I mean? When they, blah, blah, I was unrecognizable. Gary Oldman put right. on, not a fat guy, came very fat for Churchill. Is that? And didn't win an Oscar, did he? But we loved, but, but people are going, he looked well different in his acting. People just love Churchill. My people. Yes. Love Churchill. Slightly contested in other areas, but, uh, but, like, that, the big transformation roles, right? Abraham Lincoln, Daniel Day Lewis. Like, to me, I mean, I never, I haven't seen much of Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, I, I, see, I can't even remember who's, who's who. To me, they're the same guy. Abraham Lincoln and, and Daniel Day-Lewis are the same guy. That is, whatever Daniel Day-Lewis sounded like as Abraham Lincoln, that is what Abraham Lincoln's like. Because it was a complete transformation. He's not American. He's not Abraham Lincoln. He's not even a Democrat, I don't think. So it's that problematic, Olga. I have no idea what you just said. Um, <laughs> basically, all I'm saying is there are there are not enough opportunities for marginalized groups in uh, in Hollywood or in, yeah. in, in just as acting roles. And even when the ones come up that theoretically should be played with them because they are yeah. for disabled actors, they still get offered table bodied actors. So it's yeah. a, it's a it's an equal opportunity issue. And well, I think the conversation would be different if disabled actors were constantly being being cast in able bodied roles. And mm. but it's that's not what it is. It's that they're never offered parts 
nor for able-bodied parts or disabled-bodied parts. Behind the candelabra. So you're making these really good points. All I'm trying to do is think of examples of really great films where people... Transform. Yeah. That's all. That, my brain is literally rolling. You should see Mike Myers in Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you do it? I mean, that... Well, look, I mean, that Scottish accent, though. Not everyone was happy with that. It's not great, is it? No. Get in the thing, donkey. What Which is bit it? of Scotland is that? <laughs> Wait, do you know I can do a donkey impression? Please. Uh, that's right, Drake. That is. No, nope, no, we can't do be doing that. No, I'm gonna say it's not. This is. Not this allowed. is not. No, I'm doing an impression. You're doing black voices. Oh doing. no, no, I'm doing an impression of Eddie Murphy, who is a black man. Ge- genuinely. Yeah. Wow. Do you yeah. want to hear my Austin Powers? <laughs> no, because you're, you're not a man. This is true. Nor am I British. You're not a sex... And nor is nor is Mike <laughs> Myers. You're not a sex pest from the 60s. Behave! <laughs> Behave! Well, at least, we, at least we got some balance there. Look, uh, problematic impressions aside, I do think the part of the reason I was just trying to go, these are really good films where people completely... Tra- like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Brokeback Mountain. I mean... If they rebooted that now, should that be played by two gay men? Or the best the people that would make the best version of that film? I think the general issue mm. is that, and this is changing rapidly, but gay men don't have the same opportunities mm. as straight men do in Hollywood. And that is why so many gay men are closeted in Hollywood because they don't want to lose out parts that are quote unquote macho because mm. they feel like they're not going to be offered those parts. So it's not so much about why is Jake Gyllenhaal, a, a, an allegedly straight man, looks to camera, playing a gay character. when it's The issue isn't he can't tell the story. The issue is we are not offering straight parts to gay actors and mm. gay actors don't have the same opportunities. Okay, so we started, I think, in very different places here. What I think, I would acknowledge there was a massive problem. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see the... I mean, the worst, you know, the worst thing about those films from the past, like the carry-on films, is, you know, like, obviously, blackface, not a good thing at all, Right. Where this? Where is this going? No, 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 no. This is this is going the other side of okay. that. But you go. The makeup is so like it's almost like deliberately bad. It's almost like they haven't made an authentic attempt of even changing the way that that person looks. So you come from that past. I get that, and then you you correct to a point. But what I also don't want to correct to to point is where someone who could do an amazing job in a film is not allowed to do that. Like at like one hundred percent not allowed to do that, even if they could just make you know a great film which portrays a historical figure. Controversial opinion: acting mm. isn't that hard. There's no such thing as like only one person can play well, this look, role. Well, now we're on the fucking <laughs> completely the same page. The most overrated job in the world. Ugh. Do you know the worst? Thing Sorry, about- <laughs> you're pretending so well. Yeah, Here's yeah. a fucking gold naked dude. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. Gold naked. Oh, that's the Oscars, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why has it always got to be a gold naked? But basically, again, and this is, I, I think we were in such a lovely place and then mm. I'm about to maybe ruin it. I think the power dynamics of our complaints are telling, are telling. People are, aren't complaining that, why are all these gays playing straights? No one's saying that. Why are all these disabled actors playing able-bodied characters? Mm. Why are all these trans people playing cis people? Never is that. It's always, it's always the dominant group who is taking parts away from the marginalized group. And so... That's the issue. Okay. No one's complaining about black people doing whiteface, are they? No. It's always the perpetuation of the Although power dynamic. Although some people have tried to make that thing about white chicks. What, in Masterpiece of a Film? Starring Terry <laughs> Crews? Yeah, yeah. No, so genuinely some people have. You know, I'm people, sure they have. But when they're searching around for a rock film, yeah, well, what about yeah, white yeah, chicks? Yeah. The problem is if white chicks was a whole genre, 
but it's just one film where that happened. It's yeah. literally, and maybe I'm going to imagine Martin Lawrence in the course of his career has done a bit of whiteface. That's just a guess because of the kind of films that Martin Lawrence shows up in. Can we, can we just double back on one thing? I just want to hate on actors a bit more. Oh, let's go, let's okay. go. Oh, I can do this forever. You know the bit where they, in their interviews, where where they talk about, I, the, the last thing I want to hear is a fucking actor talking about how they prepared for a role. Don't go I, shit. I, I don't want them to hear, just go on, do a funny story about something that happened on set, but then we go, it's when they do that weird thing when they put <laughs> their hands together, where they go, the funny thing about that role, I'd like... Like they're so, on, they're so, I don't care. I don't no, care. Don't care. Hey, it's not, it's not brave. Oh, did you think you were Andy Kaufman? Shut yeah. the fuck up. I mean that, well, that's, we could do a whole thing on that. Film. That got dark, didn't it? Well, he the, like, the, he was in character as Andy Kaufman with Andy Kaufman's actual sister. That's not cool. Yes. And if you watch the documentary about making of Man on the Moon, it's almost an argument against acting. <laughs> and actually it's almost an argument against the kind of immersive acting that I'm talking about because uh, it really fucks them up. I mean, I'd probably Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't know how long. He was Abraham Lincoln in it after that. He apparently was still on the stilts for a good three weeks. He couldn't let it go. He couldn't let it go. So if this was like a union thing and there was a point of it where it was, it did get a bit testy. So it was a negotiation, right? If it's a union thing, I think you've done really well here. You would get most of, like if we were trying to come to a deal, you would get most of what you want. Thank you, Jeff. I would just go, where possible, cast, but not at the expense of a great cinematic experience. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. There's a, if you think certain actors who are getting these roles yeah. are better actors, is it because they had more access to training and performance up to that point? Mm. So these opportunities don't start at casting level. These opportunities start at like a training level, right? But that's just, that, this is too long. This is too long of an argument. These, these are structural Talks issues. broke down. Ming I'm Lynch so sorry. And, and the government walked out. They were so close. We, we were both out on the steps now. Uncompromising millennial. To, to ah. our people. But, uh, but, but we yeah. agree that acting isn't re a real job. Oh, we fucking hate acting. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, Jeff and Olga. It's Joel Domit here from The Masked Singer. You may know me. Uh, I've got a little question for you. Should there be a time limit on statues when they get to the end of that time? Should we just blow them up? That's great, then we just... <laughs> Keep that in. Who, who's the... Did you hear that? Yeah, Joel Diamond has a, has a guy who's always with him just telling him how great he's doing. Could you tense up your abs again? Urinal. What's the sex. Year? 
What's the urinal sex? He's peeing at the urinal and the guy's there being like, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Oh, right, Yeah, right. Joel Dahmer's having sex with his wife. The guy's still there. He's like, yeah, yeah that's great. It's really good, Joel. Just keep keep doing that. Could you just make, <laughs> could you make eye contact with me? Just, yeah, that's, that's really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Who was that? Was that you, Andy? No. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll probably find out that's the head of Dave. It doesn't matter. Look, one of the things that I found odd at the end there was like the question I think is reasonable. Blowing them up at the end, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it felt like a, yeah. th- there are other solutions. It's not keep it up or <laughs> blow it to smithereens. Those are the only two. Yeah, mate, Joel, like, we, we don't even know his politics. He's woker than you. I don't know about no, that. No, no, that's probably, <laughs> well, you know, he's, uh, look, he, he's got mask Singer money. He's okay? got mask Singer money. He doesn't even, he's, in fact, we should be grateful that he's even delving into this area at all. Can I surprise you here in, in the start of that? Absolutely. Alan Partridge gift. I don't mind this idea. The, uh, blow don't them blow up. them up. But I do think when it comes to statues, and I don't think it's about existing statues, okay? Because I think we just got to let stuff be. That's history. That represents the history we had then. New statues, we could say, let's have a review period set because we don't know where this is going, right? We don't know where this is going. Ten years ago, let's have the Leonardo DiCaprio statue. But the way it's going with his choices... Even 10 years on. Maybe 25-year limit on the statue of Leo. God, this is going to be another tricky negotiation, isn't it? That was a joke. 24. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, I should laugh at that because that's a funny joke. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just keep me in sounding like a fucking idiot. (laughs) That's a very good joke. No, Um, no. Yeah, but this is the thing with Leo, right, is that right now, I mean, he's what is he now? He's 40-something. Yeah. If he's still doing this at 80, we'd be going, oh, I, wish we hadn't, I wish we'd waited on that Leonardo DiCaprio statue. I don't think we should be putting that, uh, statues up for actors. Yeah, well, yeah. I haven't I mean, earned it. should be it. the opposite. It haven't earned it. What's an, ap- what's an opposite of a statue? Well, a, a, a kind of uh, sort of like something you can throw stuff at. A statue. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. I mean, so, so I'm not, I, I think that, History is what it is. You, you leave it and in, in the context in which you appreciate it changes. Let's create some new history with fixed review periods. Would you have a Hitler statue in Germany? Um, well, well, they don't, do they? <laughs> but if you're saying let's acknowledge history the way that it was yeah. at the time. I mean, but you literally went to the most evil bastard. I mean, can we just can we work our way up to Hitler? Can we just can we just sort of ease our way? And then I'm playing. I get one Hitler yeah. card an episode, and I'm playing it now. Millennials are normally that's that. One, you're limiting yourself to one. That's actually quite good for a millennial. They sort of see that Thank as, you. as the crane. Thank you. I'm crane very restrained. Of, yeah, you are. Um, yeah, millennial. Mm, I mean, look, one. I resent you playing that card, but it's also it's a pretty good card to play, and I can see why you played it. You can play a Hitler card on me whenever mm. you want. Well, all right. All right, this is going to take a lot of tangential thinking. But the cultural paradigm that we live in changes, right? At the moment, politically, it's been quite right-wing. Culturally, it's quite left-wing. What if it comes culturally right-wing? And we go, Pankhurst, the feminist woman, terrorist. Take it down. She blew up post offices, man. She killed people. Did she? I don't know. But she was a terrorist. So what if things change again and people who were once seen as good then get recast? And what up another statue? Look, you know, looking at me, you know from the way I'm dressed, I'm passionate about statues, all right? I'll, I'll defend them at weekends if I have to. <laughs> but, I, but I'm trying... I camping that, out outside your Churchill statue? I mean, I wouldn't... Polishing no, his head like an egg? Maybe more than Morecambe and Wise one. Okay. That would probably be if they fucking come for them. 
<laughs> Unless he's been doing nonsense or terrorism. Uh, okay, so nonsense yeah. and terrorism, fine. So you do. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I do. I have a line. So you do have a line. So. Oh no! But then, then I go. Well, let's just leave it here and leave so, the nonsense up. Leave the nonsense up. <laughs> God, this 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 escalated really quickly. I think right when it comes to statues, I'm trying to buy time, but speaking in generalities, let's be honest. But when it goes, I, like, I, I know I started this woke and I don't feel that you've met me even even quarter of the way here. <laughs> Given my cultural community, uh, I was willing to have reviews on statues and yeah, 200 years, that seems reasonable. I mean, I respect, I respect you thinking that. Mm. I just I just think that when it comes to to statues, um, is is it more upsetting that it is beneficial? Yes, take it down. Mm. We don't remember someone just because there's a statue to that person. That like a statue yeah. isn't isn't a given, and it's mm. not a, a a method of historical preservation. It is an honor, right? Well, look, don't it's get a me wrong. It's saying yeah, we yeah. are we are seeing this figure positively because yeah. there are people who we see negatively. And we don't put statues up and we don't forget them, but we don't put statues up for them, right? Yeah. Like Hitler. We haven't forgotten that he existed, but putting mm. a statue up implies a, a certain level of respect and reverence mm. to this person. So I don't think it's a neutral historical artifact. It is a show of respect. Don't get me wrong. If you'd have gone back 2,000 years and you showed them all the fucking fuss that statues would create, they'd go, well, maybe we should do something different. I don't know if we are yeah. creating that much fuss. It was just... Uh, oh, well, they, don't give me... Oh, no, in, what was it? 2020, when the statue smashing was happening. Yeah. It was like fucking woke them on go, wasn't it? People trying to find statues up and down the country. Why are you looking at it? Why are you giving that? That was so good. Wokamongo is hysterical. <laughs> Wokamongo, I want to get that tattooed on my lower back. That is so funny. I can't tell now. No, it's so funny, Jeff. Oh my God. Jeff, is so funny. Was I weird? Am I weird for not knowing if Olga really finds this funny? Email in. We don't even know. Olga was so funny. There you go. I just it's tried my final to, form. That was that that was that was my trump card. To yeah, play. put it. I'm sorry, Jeff. Mm. Put, putting statues up for slave owners is fucking psycho. It what? Yeah, I mean, take now, it down. Take it down. But then uh, this is the problem with history: is our understanding of it changes. So now we see Cecil Rhodes, and they, there's not many people left that don't think that he is like a, a deeply problematic character. Take him down. Right? doesn't change the legacy of Cecil Rhodes, does it? Do we, we then stop thinking about the fact that there was a guy called Cecil Rhodes who in his time was fated as being a philanthropist and then and then, and then, then we thought about him differently. So we stop thinking about it. That's the lest thing we that... forget, Olga, lest we forget. Fuck it, I finally made a good point. Seven minutes in. Statues aren't a way for us to remember something. Statues are a way for us re to respect and honour something. It is, it's, it's like a celebration of sorts. All right. All right, I hear what you're saying to a point here, but I just I don't like the idea that something just disappears from view from history. So what about sticking a museum? That's what happened in Bristol with Edward Colston. So you can still have that debate. So here was a thing that we put up, and then people realised he was an arsehole, and everyone threw it in the sea, and then he got fished out of the sea. I don't feel too strongly about this. Curse yeah. the colonel. Remember when they put the colonel, and then the the baseball team in Japan got cursed and couldn't yeah. win? That's what happens. I'd like, I'd like, I don't know what argument I'm making. Yeah, well, you're like, we, we shouldn't run don't statues fish it in out. and see. Don't fish it out. Eddie Coulston. Leave it there. I shouldn't call him Eddie Coulston. No, no, no. That, <laughs> He's not the, somebody you could get a drink with at the pub. That's what I called Robert Mugabe Bob once. I don't nope. know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, I bet that's what they call him, Uncle Bob Mugabe. I, yeah, I like the idea that, that we, we, we realise that statues, look, I'm trying to be woke here, we realise they've become hashtag problematic or inverted combat, whatever the digestion would be for this thing. And we go, 
let's not change the past, but let's say every new statue is subject to a review going forward. And I think what would happen, if I'm honest, is what you want is people go, you know what, let's just fucking not put up any statues. That's what I think would happen. We're going to be go abstract art. Just put a blob up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just really tiny, tiny little inscriptions on a plaque. But when they, so my, <laughs> my question is, if you decide to put them in museums as opposed to dispose of them entirely, wouldn't you have to go through some sort of vote, voting process to do that anyway? Mm. So it, ultimately you are agreeing with me that there should be a review of existing statues of some kind. Yes, but I'm also wary of the fact that this country, we have so many fucking YouGov polls about stuff and votes. It's what's made it bad. That's my worry. I think you're right. The people should decide. But I also think the polling companies are just like the shit stirrers of Britain now. They just go, oh, what do you think about gender neutral China? They've got their fucking big things out and go, oh, who hates you? Know, I, I realise I'm, I'm on a podcast which is exactly about wedge cultural issues. But we're getting paid for it. The British public aren't getting paid constantly. And you know who's f- paying us? YouGov.com. Yeah, YouGov.com. The British public don't get paid to have a constant opinion. So what you eventually have is a small sort of cultural elite of engaged people that decide on this stuff. So I, I feel like you have, you have a very rigid, you don't like statues at all. Let's, let's just call it that. Uh, I don't know if I do. I don't mind statues. But of the right people? Yeah. But that's a subjective view. Oh, God. Is it okay for me not to have an opinion about how I feel about statues in in terms of honoring people who I do think deserve to be celebrated? Yeah. Just have a memorial <laughs> library or something. I don't know, a pond. Yeah. Let's think outside the box. You, no, now are we getting somewhere interesting? Don't have things that people can piss on shit on or deface. Just, you know. That's the problem is they're there. They're, I mean, they're always in places where drunk people are going to do stuff as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Down by the... I'm just imagining something... I imagine a thing that you can't piss on. I feel like an object by virtue is something you can piss but on. But a library, a whole library... You can... Yeah, yeah it would take you a while. Exactly. you got to stay real hydrated. So you just got to make the vandalism element of it really... Uh, like They've got to really want it. And then you go, you know what? If you pissed over a whole library... Maybe we should take it down. <laughs> yeah, because the books are sopping wet. The <laughs> books are sopping wet. You'll never get that smell out of the carpet. <laughs> so here's the thing. I was thinking about cultural exchanges. Your world, my world. Things that I would like from your world. I'd like cool celebrities to agree with me. It feels good. It, it feels good. But not that Me, all... Ariana Grande. Emma Thompson. Although they do still do their own hypocritical things. Like 100%. Extinction Rebellion, she flew over first class to protest about. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I mean, if she'd meant that as a joke, fucking awesome. But um, so you've got all the cool guys on your side. And I do get jealous. You've got Chris Martin from Coldplay. Oof. Who agrees with you and stuff. <laughs> I don't, is, is he not cool now? Is he not? Is this a bet? No, no, I don't, I don't oh, know. Okay. Is, is yeah, he he's not? cool as hell. Yeah, I thought so. And Sam Fender. Probably. Cancelled. Cancelled. Is he cancelled? Yes. What for? By me personally. For posing with photos for with Johnny da- Depp the day after the court, like the court verdict. Oh God, I'm, I'm still lucky that you talked to me. Uh, Ariana Grande? Sure. She probably agrees with you and stuff. Probably. Demi Lovato? Oh my God, how do you know who Demi Lovato is? How, how that is culturally insensitive. <laughs> Well, because both of them, for me, are come from a species of name. They say Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato. They sound, you know. Generated by The Sims. 
the, 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 the pop sims. Yeah. The pop sims. So you get those guys. Yeah. Do you know what I get? Esther Ranson. Don't know who that is. Exactly. Don't want to know. Because it doesn't sound like we'd agree on anything. Darren Goff. Not a See, real person. This is part of the problem. The Weatherspoons guy. You know the Weatherspoons guy. Is he the guy who runs the Weatherspoons? Yeah. Weatherspoons don't play music because it's too expensive to license. And I think that is hysterical. Well, yeah. And putting a, a toilet so far away and in met, such uh, a convoluted place. Have you met aging men? Like, <laughs> when you say turning off the music. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, they yeah. get a hard on. <laughs> If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tune in to Late Night Mash, the TV show on Dave at 10 p.m. Thursdays. You can also stream it for free on UK TV Play if you're young and hip like me. Olga Kaw. I'm not that old. I've streamed stuff. Documentaries about the war. So what if it was? And you know what? Even if you haven't enjoyed the podcast, tune into the show. A hell of a lot more money spent on a TV show. Yeah, the TV show is not filmed in a seedy hotel room, for instance. And I wish it were. Each week, our new host, Rachel Paris, is joined by a load of funny correspondents and a special guest, all giving their expert analysis on this week's news and everything else interesting going on in the world of culture, society, and showbiz. Jeff Norcott's on it sometimes. I'm on it. And we're funny, right? Right? Right. You're great, Olga. We're good together, actually. We could become a powerful double act, like Benefer. We could call ourselves Norcock. Jeffka? Maybe. Late Night Mash, Thursdays at 10 on Dave and streaming on UKTV Play. Have you ever wondered what it'd be like to nose around a comedian's house, take their stuff and see how much money you can make by selling it? No, that's a pretty niche thing, to be honest. Bit creepy, really. But that's the premise of Dave's brand new comedy podcast, Hard Sell, with me, Josh Jones. And me, Darren Harrier. We're going to travel the country, visiting the homes of different comedians, chatting about their spending habits before grabbing one of their favourite possessions and giving ourselves one week to try and sell it for charity in a competition to see who can raise the most money. It's a right laugh as we get to meet amazing funny people like Kima Bob, Joel Domit, Rhea Lena, Ivo Graham, Josh Pugh and lots more. But also sort of like an incredibly stressful cheese dream where we're trying to shift what are essentially stolen goods against the clock. <laughs> it's bonkers. Hard Sell with Josh Jones and Darren Harrier. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.